Welcome. Welcome to Conversations in Compassion, a podcast by Dignity Maine, a program of Agape, and made possible by the contributions to Agape. Thank you. This is a different podcast. Instead of interviews, we have conversations. This is my attempt to demonstrate examples of what I call compassionate conversation. Through these conversations, I hope to address the discord in our families, in our communities, and in ourselves. And finally, to focus on the greatest need of our time, the need for compassion. Well, thank you, uh, everybody. As you listen to this um, podcast with this incredible young woman, there's a couple of things I want you to notice as you move along. First is the depth of her understanding of herself and the understanding of the culture in which she lives in. And just noticing the things like distractions and social media and her yearning for this social capital in this community. And, and also talking about as, as a young woman who takes a different path, just kind of noticing that, noticing where uh, she has been hurt. And then finally, I'm, it's my interest, but just, just watching her conversation about and the beauty of the conversation of what to do with Roe versus Wade how it landed on her and how she's calling for us together, together and not give our way, not give away our power. Coral, thank you. And for the audience's sake, I'd love to introduce my sweet, incredibly intelligent goddaughter. And uh, what I'd like to do is... uh, have a compassionate conversation with you about uh, being in this world, in this culture, right now as a 32-year-old young woman. And when that comes up, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, my first thought, well, my first thought is that I just want to appreciate being here and that um, it's always such a gift to get to spend time with my godfather, who I have not lived near for many, many years. That being with you is always an opportunity to remember love. And I am so grateful for that. And excited to be in this compassionate space with you today. Thank you, first and foremost. Uh, there's a lot going on yeah. in the world. Uh, and uh, I'm curious, how's it all landing on you as a 32-year-old woman? Mm. Oh, every day is different. Um, hmm. There's definitely been a bunch of things that have happened 
this week and the Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. thing. And um, I'm really grateful to be in my 30s. Mm. I'm really grateful to be through my 20s and to feel like I'm more sure of myself and that I've had enough time to address some of the places within me that were hurting the most so, so that I can be a more mature adult in the world. And um, yeah, have more clarity around how to be giving my gifts, Just constantly figuring it out. But um, yeah, from the, from a personal stance, um, that's, how it is to be a 32 year old woman. It clearly is a a period where you've sort of cleaned up some messy stuff. Yeah. And now you're sort of thinking about, all right, now that I've done that, uh, how do I bring my gifts into the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been wonderful to be practicing as a spiritual guide and mentor for others and to, you know, be putting on rituals here and there and creating healing spaces and compassionate spaces. And, um, you know, that's, that's my greatest love and the way that I most want to serve right now. Um, you know, I think for so many years of my life, it was overwhelming to think about all the options and to think about all the issues. And I'm really grateful for my journey in that it's allowed me to focus on, um, okay, but at the core of who I am, what do I most want to be doing? What, what makes the most sense for who I am in the world? Rather than, you know, what, feels like the world wants from me trusting that what's most true within me is what the world needs most from me. That, that core whisper, that core strength of yours, uh, it took a while to find. Um, and uh, you've, you, you're beginning to find it that it's being a spiritual guide. It's uh, being present for people in a way that will help move them. Mm-hmm. into their true self. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's such a journey to cons- constantly be figuring out how to do that mm. well enough for me um, so that I can really be doing it well for others. Right. And how do you balance taking care of you with that whisper and not abandon you? Mm-hmm. At the same time, being clear about the vision of I'm here for you, dear one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not always good at that. I'm not always good at, at the distinction between taking care of yourself and being of service to the world. Mm, yeah, it can get it can <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's part of the human messiness is. um Ah, being imperfect. <laughs> I'm certainly not perfect. And figuring out how to how to allow myself that um, 
that focus on on the subtle. I, I feel like that's a huge thing is like, or at least because of who I am and what I care about, the the work it takes to stay sensitive and stay attuned to the subtle and not give in to the distraction and to the mm-hmm. um yeah, to the overstimulation that's constantly available mm-hmm. all around us and um you know, at, at times it's amazing to tune into all of the different, you know, forms of art and ways to engage with reality. And, um, and yet the greatest practice is to get quiet and, and really feel and really listen and really be with myself in the gentlest way so that I can do the same for others so that I can do that with the world. Um, you can, you can feel that duality, that incredible distractions that are there that, that take you in lots and lots of different directions. And then you're really trying to figure out like how in the midst of all of that, I quiet myself to listen to my true self and then bring that space to other people and not forgetting how to care for myself as I move along that process. Yeah. Well, tuning in with it is, is caring for myself. It's Mm. when I'm not tuning in that, um, that I'm not, listening as deeply as I'm here to listen or, you know, and and not as fully in my integrity. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can feel that that the true self is not something you just give away. It's something that makes up the duality of really caring for myself and this other human being or this other community or this other world that we live in. Yeah, and and when I'm allowing myself to really feel, um, the expression that comes through me is authentic and real, and um, and benefits others because there's no, there's not a force. You know, there can be a focus, there can be a direction, but ultimately, it's you know, I I, I see that as this other other way of showing up in the world that I didn't learn from our culture um, growing up. You know, I learned I learned to be much more yang and much more um, focused on pushing through and accomplishment and um, getting things done and and you know, in my 20s, chose to go in a really different direction where I, I just focused on how do I, how do I just be? Mm-hmm. So you, you could feel that you started the journey as that very strong overachieving, if you will, pushing yourself to be, you know, in the top 10 of your class and then going on to one of the better schools and then pushing and pushing and pushing and 
and sort of like in your 20s, you kind of went, no, who am I? What am, what am I about? And that was a painful journey. Yeah. Well, it was really, it was really my senior year of college where um, I remember talking to you about going and getting a SID or going and doing these different paths. And, and for me at that time, I, I just looked at where I was at. And even though I knew how to give my gifts and I or, already knew how to love people well, I knew that there was like a really core way I didn't love myself. Mm. And mm. I, and I said, well, I have no right. And, and this was a little harsh, like, but this was how I saw it at that time. Like I have no right going to grad school and pursuing a role as a psychologist or social worker or any of that before I go on my own life journey and figure out how to love me. Mm. Um, and, you know, through that path, I, yeah, I've learned a lot more about what it means to <laughs> love and, 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 um, and it's a, you know, it's an ongoing journey. It's not, it's not a destination. It's a practice for sure. Um, and our world's been wild in the last few years. And I think it's been, um, you know, I haven't actually looked at the, looked at the stats, but it's felt like a m much more depressed culture worldwide in a lot of ways. And then there's been a lot of beautiful introspection and other positive things I think have also come from this time of um, most of us being home and more isolated. Um, but you, you said this, you know, that you could feel you know, uh, this kind of depression, mm -hmm. this kind of oppression, mm -hmm. yes. you know, in our culture at this time. Can you say more about that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's, there's the, there's the piece with COVID, with staying home and with um, not having the same um, ways of being together, um, uh, like um, communal ways of gathering in place in the same ways as they were. Um, but also that's been an ongoing, that's something I've been feeling a lot recently is just like the way that that's been an you know, an ongoing decrease with the rise of technology in our cultures. Like there's just, mm. people don't have the need to, they don't have the same drive to create in-person gatherings the same way that they, that we once did culturally, because um, mm. we, we think we're so much more connected, right? <laughs> On these phones and computers and, you know, and there is such a privilege to begin getting to stay, you know, stay in our own space and just get to, you know, do whatever we need to do mm -hmm. um, via the interwebs. But but there's also like, obviously, um, a loss in in spending time with other humans mm -hmm. and and the 
natural vulnerability that comes from just having to show up mm. and not getting to think about how we present ourselves and just being mm. and learning that we're lovable in that. Um, you can you can feel the depression has been, you know, part of this uh, whole distraction that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And also that it's become harder for people to build the circles, mm-hmm. you know, the community, the support groups, the, the social capital that they really need uh, in, in terms of being able to soar. You can feel it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel the, that duality of one isolating yourself and two wanting to be out there in the world and just create community. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the need we have for each other, the need we have to be able to tune into, okay, what what is my desire? What what are my desires? What does feel good? How do I want to be in intimate connection with other beings? Um and um yeah, I'm I'm sad for the loss that the kids have had of not being able to have time with each other and um, for all of us, you know. Um, yeah, you you really sort of spoke to the, the sadness and the depression in a way of that you can see that people have sort of gone inward um, and they've not built the world of social capital in a way that and you can feel it yourself. And on one hand, you're trying to be of service to people and allow them to go inside. And also, you want to do ceremony and sacred ceremonies. You can feel the duality in yourself. And there's a part of it that makes it hard for you, I would imagine, just to be out in community and just to kind of bring your gifts hmm. I mean yeah and and I have <laughs> I have my own mm, ways that I'm just still giving myself permission to work within you know the current system and 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 it, you know for me I just I feel like I'm I'm always wanting to feel as deeply as I can in order to have the most information to respond as uh, from as attuned a place as I can and and to be able to be with what is um, from as real a place as I can. Um, and I know that that can also sometimes get in my way of of um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, cause it can also be scary to feel that deeply. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when I'm wanting to do larger events, it's something that, um, yeah, it, it, it's also the like wanting to do things with a team and finding the right people. And, um, one thing I just so admire about you and always have is how you've just always found the people. Mm. Um, and, and always, you know, found the way to, um, 
Yeah, just bring through such beautiful visions. And yeah, and so, I, you know, I already have and I will continue to figure out how to bring through more. But um, yeah, it's, it's... That's that's a very powerful place for you, isn't it? Because you know that you have something to really, really bring. You know, and the, at the same time, you struggle with the beauty of you just trying to step outside of the norm, you know, and people say, get back in the norm, Coral, get back in the norm. <laughs> and there's a fight there for you. Hmm. I mean, I think I left the norm behind a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I ever, you know, I tried for a long time, but it's like the time that I was the most normal in my life, I was also wearing the most outrageous outfits and colors. And <laughs> so I think I've always been wild in my own right. Mm, um, mm. Well, but you, if you go back, you know, you were, you really did work hard mm-hmm. to get in the top 10 and mm-hmm. get into one of the better schools. And I mean, you really did try to follow a path yeah. that people put out for you. Yeah. And there was some, and I think you talked about it as a senior year in college, there was a big question mark, like, what am I doing? Right. What the heck am I doing? <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and you've tried now to walk a different path. Mm-hmm. And there's been a hell of a lot of consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, still, still honorable to the path. Yeah. <laughs> of wanting to bring your wisdom and your care to people's lives. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, kind of getting a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think part of why I haven't been bigger is because I've um, also protected myself from the criticism. Mm. I think there is still the like middle school girl in me that experienced bullying and doesn't want the criticism. And that's part of the, you know, one of the parts of me I'm still holding in order to be like, hey, sweetie, it's, you know, what else do you need? Mm. What mm. else do you need to be able to? Show up more. Yeah, show up more because uh, there's always going to be different ways of seeing things. You know, I think that was one of the most beautiful realizations I remember having in my early 20s was like, oh, everyone has a different perspective all the time. (laughs) I can't control other people's perspectives at all. Mm -hmm. So I just get to like figure out how to own what feels true for me mm-hmm. and, and, and come from love mm-hmm. as best as I can. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's not always going to look like love, mm-hmm. but, um, it's all going to be part of the path of coming back to it. I have a, I have a bit of sadness. Mm-hmm. You kind of mentioned it, you know, when uh, you were bullied and now uh, you're trying mm. to protect yourself in some mm. ways. And, and I and I know that it, I love how you said it, you know, I'm just still, there's something that holds me back in the world and I'm afraid of that criticism again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's somehow lodged in my, the fiber of my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. there's there's something I have that is beautiful, and I know it. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's another little whisper that says, be careful. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you continue to receive periodically these critical mm-hmm. people arrive in your life and they just are harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and mean. Yeah. Yep. And it started then and it's periodically showed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and I've also, and you know, and that's, it's like, for me, it comes back to that because I'm human. We all, you know, we're human and, and we're here to be both perfect and imperfect all at the very same time. We're mm-hmm. here to be sacred and divine and human all at the very same time. And, and, um, and so there's always going to be things there's, Oh, you know, it's, it's, and there's going to be themes throughout my life that I come back to. And there's going to be people that, um, yeah, see things differently and, and, you know, are, are hurting or, or, or mm-hmm. attack or, or are intimidated or, Jealous or, mm. you know, um, yeah, and that can really suck. Yeah. It can really hurt. Yes. Ow. Right. Ow. Um, Ow, and you have them. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And you're also trying to make sure that that doesn't control your life. Right. Right. And, and it does have a hold. Mm-hmm. In these little spaces, as you said, you know, mm. like the fear sits over there and I don't really go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to defend right now and be like, yeah, and we all have that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all have that. I'm yeah. not perfect. I have, of course, there's places of within course. me that I still need to sit with. and. Um, and that need more love and that we need more attention and that, that are desperate for me to just be with them, you know, and, and that's, and that's, and that's where I get to be. That's where I get to slow down and that's where I get to find them. And that's where I get to see where they're hiding or where they're hurting or how I can love them better. Or if they still need some more space or what, what those needs are, um, those different parts of me, you know, I love that. Yeah. Different parts of me. Mm-hmm. And how do I, you know, how do I bring them out into the world when there's a tiny bit of part of me that doesn't trust the world? Right. Yeah. And right. And that's, that's, that's true. We need to have discernment. We need to know that not everything in the world is trustable. You know, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's not safe to, you know, go into some spiritual bypass and say, well, I'm just going to have full trust. You know, it's like, right. I've, I've been there. Yeah. It's nice to feel invincible. That's great. Um, and it's not true. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it, you know, to really na- navigate this world. It's like, it's like, I've got to, I've got to know, I've got to trust that. Uh, yeah. Like trusting in my navigational system is also, Mm. trusting that I won't always know or won't always have like, you know, it's like, it's like coming back to like, can I, 
if I, if I ask myself a question or if I'm trying to find an answer to something and I don't have an answer rather than getting confused and lost, figuring out what question I do have an answer to. Right. right? Like, yeah, and, and being okay when I don't have an answer to a question that a part yeah. of me thinks it really needs the answer to. It's like, well, what, what's a different, it's a different question. Or to live with the question, as you were saying. Yeah. You know, well, which allows it. us to live with the question. Totally. Yeah. 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 Rather than the answer. Yes. Right. For yeah. you. Yeah. You know, just as we begin to finish up, I was, I just have one sort of a question that has kind of haunted me uh, mm. over the last few days. And it's really the question of, as a young woman, the Supreme Court has just said yeah. you can't be in charge of your body. Yeah. At least that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. I apologize for that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just wondering how that lands on. Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's, I, I mean, I guess not obviously, but there's a few different pieces for me. There's, there's the incredible sadness mm. that, yeah, that the freedom of choice over our own body is, is, and what, and how we choose to use the modern medical system um, is being taken away. That, that, that is, uh, you're not being, yeah, that it's no longer going to be a thing that's just like, well, yeah, of course, this is a woman's choice. This is, you know, a young, young woman's choice. This is, you know, um, and, you know, I also feel like there's, there's the side of like, okay, how can we provide more education around body sovereignty and, and, you know, like, um, how do we help empower each other to know our own bodies better, um, and support each other in that? Um, um, yeah, but ultimately it's, it's, it's very sad. Um, you know, and, um, and I, I also get nervous about, you know, as a, as someone who, um, one of my main life's missions is to help remove taboo from, um, religion and spirituality as part of our identity, identity development and, um, and just identity in general. Um, you know, I get nervous about this also skewing the left towards more secularization and, um, and, you know, obviously this is, we're dealing with more of the evangelical Christianity that wants to just call themselves Christian. And so I also, you know, one of the first things I shared about it came from one of my favorite authors who, um, just spoke to how this was not what Christianity was about, you know, um, this was not. Jesus's teachings, um, and you know how, I mean, I can go on about that cause I love <laughs> feminist theology. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, th that, that side of things scares me too. Um, because I feel that the secularization of 
art culture and the fear of the spiritual and the fear of, you know, commune community in spiritual senses, um, you know, which is religion, you know, like mm. the, the fear of that. And, and I, 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 I'm someone who feels that devotion is one of the most incredibly healing mm. things in my life and, and love in a deep sense of, of connection to that, which is so much larger than me. Mm. And, um, and I don't care how you, what you call it or how you define it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I, uh, I get nervous about that piece as well. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and as I finish, I, I, you know, I have this, you know, great deal of love for you. And mm-hmm. I love one of these beautiful things that you just said is your first response was, I feel sad. Yeah, and your second response is where the where I love you is that you just go out into the world and say, "Don't let this grab you." Yeah, let's gather together. Let's mm-hmm. let's educate each other. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how we can create the sacredness of our own bodies. Yeah, and uh, and empower ourselves to not be giving it away to a supreme court or giving mm-hmm. it away somewhere. Yep. That it is our power. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a beautiful conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's conversation. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find your podcasts. I'd like to give a heartfelt thanks to all the contributors to Agape Inc. for their support in making this podcast possible. If you care to join us, please go to DignityMaine.com to get involved. Thank you. Thank you again for being here. And take good care.